funny, Melody. Be funny. Laugh. Episode three. Today we are going to be talking about how to run for office, what's required, and we're going to be talking about the legislature and what's coming up. I've got April and Stephanie here with me. Hello. Hey, Melody. Are you guys ready to talk about the legislature? Let's do it. Yep. Okay, let's do it. It's December, and in less than a month, the Nebraska legislature will be back in session. And uh, that's January 9th. That's a big deal. We talk a lot about how local politics has a much bigger impact on your life. And as Melody is fond of saying, like, it's great if you know everything about the Mueller investigation. You can't do anything about it. But you should really know what's happening in the state capitol here in Lincoln, Mm -hmm. no matter how close you are to Lincoln. And you should know what's happening in your city council building and in your school board and all of that. So we want to talk about the state legislature. Um, So what do you think? Should we talk about how a bill becomes a law in the unicameral? Or should we talk about just big issues that are coming up? I think big issues that are coming up. Okay. So uh, the even number districts just had their election. And so, for instance, my senator just won re-election. But odd number districts will be up for election in 2020 Mm -hmm. correct somebody needs to be thinking about running for those seats some senators will be term limited and some um are just up for re-election and should have someone to challenge them um and by january we should have a list on seeing red of everyone who will be up for election in 2020 and specifically we will have identified who is term limited out so you will not be facing an incumbent advantage in the race should you choose to run. So look for that yeah. uh, sometime in January. Now, if you're a newbie who's like, oh, I've kind of ignored Nebraska politics for a little too long, it's okay. Uh, we've all been there. But um, you can watch the legislature live on um, NET's website. And, and their app. And their app. Wow. Um, you... It's free. It they, you know, they break for lunch and stuff. And all of the committee hearings are also recorded, and those are listed on the website. And so you know what time to tune in for certain bills in front of certain committees. Um, Melody has once run for legislature. I did. So she knows a little bit about it. Um, I am such a legislator nerd that I. When I am at work, I will have on my headphones, like most people are listening to music that helps them relax or whatever they're listening to. And I'm just sitting there listening to them to debate about 
how many eggs should be in an egg basket before you should face corporate regulation. Mm -hmm. And I just love those debates. So, yeah, I'm paying attention. If, like Melody, you're thinking of running, you need to know the qualifications. You need to be at least 21 years of age. You need to be a resident of Nebraska and specifically a resident of the legislative district you wish to serve for at least one year prior to the general election. Mm -hmm. And you must never have been convicted of a felony. You have to be prepared to earn a whopping salary of $12,000 a year. <laughs> you do get a daily per diem. Mm-hmm. It's smaller if you live in within 50 miles of the capital. It's larger if you live outside of there. Um, but. And we're going to keep talking about how you can run and why you should run in 2020. Because you need to be listening very closely to me right now. In 2020... Everybody who is in office from that point forward will decide how we are redistricted after the census. Oh boy. So if you recall, back in 2016, Republicans kept talking about this election is about the Supreme Court. This election is about the Supreme Mm -hmm. Court. Democrats, we were not focused. Independents, you were not focused. We were not paying attention. Yep. And look what happened to our Supreme Court. That is how important the 2020 election is at the state level. If you want to see fair redistricting after the census, which is constitutionally mandated, the redistricting every 10 years, you've got to have amazing candidates elected. And that starts with people identifying that they're going to run and they're going to do it soon. We need you to be paying attention to it right now. And be clear that... This is not news to the Nebraska Republican Party. They've been working on this for years, and they're ready. And Ricketts is ready to pour in his money, and so is the rest of the party. And they will pull out all the stops, and we have to... We have to be prepared for that game. And, and they lost a couple of seats this last election that they'd worked hard for. So yeah. um, so we can win. Yeah, we can win, and, um, and I will. think they'll be fighting a little bit harder. Um, because of the losses that they faced in this election cycle. It's hard to say they would fight dirtier. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure they will. But maybe they'll pour more money in it. Who knows? So, you don't actually have to file to run until, since it's 2020 election, mm-hmm. you file by, I believe it's March 1st of 2020. 19. Of 2020. 2020, the year of. But you have but this you whole have year this to build skills, start door knocking, to go start to training, fundraising, to get involved with your county party, yep. all of those things. To meet the people who have run for office before you, mm-hmm. and maybe um, maybe they weren't successful, or maybe they've even served in the office before. Yeah, maybe you have a current senator who's going to be term limited out that you admire, and you're like, start help setting me up out. Meetings. Start setting up meetings. They yeah. have lists. They know where the money is. They... Start making friends, start setting up meetings, start making your case. And it starts with sitting down and understanding what your values are and going from there. So that's the first step. But then the next thing is start talking to people, start setting up meetings. Um, But you better be able to articulate who you are and why you care. Yeah. We hope you'll keep following Seeing Red because we really plan to talk about the issues that are as they come up in the legislature because there's like introduce new stuff all the time um the media doesn't always cover this well particularly television right i'm calling you out i'm calling you out (laughs) 
I know a lot about television in, uh, in the state of Nebraska. That's all I'm going to say. And um, they literally think it's too boring to cover the legislature. And that's a huge disservice mm-hmm. to the citizens of this state. And it's not okay. So, and so you've got to work to educate yourself a little bit, but we're going to try and help you. So some of the big issues that we expect this year that might come up, we know Medicaid expansion passed by vote, by the voters, um, but there are still some roadblocks. That- there are some procedural things that the legislature has to do to actually implement Medicaid expansion. So we're definitely worried that the governor and his minions that he has in the legislature are going to try to muck it up and go against the will of the people, which is interesting. It's an interesting perspective because after a ballot initiative to buy the rights to kill a man with state money, he ran as fast as he could towards that goal. So not sure why healthcare is different in his opinion when that's how he views killing a man. But when it's saving a man's life, we're expecting a lot of roadblocks to following up on what the people have asked for. Yeah. So keep your eye on that. Um, We also know that um, Senator Halloran um, has been very vocal about how he plans to introduce a gun that, sorry, a bill that would allow school districts to decide whether they want to arm teachers. Um, Which is a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. Um, And teachers in very, very large percentages of majority are opposed to it. Uh, the Nebraska State Education Association, um, it's written into the bylaws or resolutions. I can't even recall that they're against it's guns It's also in schools. written into the Democratic platform at the state level that they are against it. So the if, if there's anybody make... like McConnell where you think you're going to flip your vote and vote with the NRA, just know it's against your party. Don't do it. <laughs> um, you need to keep an eye on that. Um, any others that you were thinking of or what always comes up, Melody, that we always expect? So there's some big themes that are always going to come up. One is voting. We can expect to see Mm -hmm. a voter ID bill of some type. Uh, Which is bad. Against. against. (laughs) We can expect to see an initiative to take away the electoral voting process. So right now in Nebraska and the state of Maine, what we do is we say if Omaha picks a presidential candidate, they get to do it. Then there's another section that's Lincoln and the surrounding communities, um, and it's based on population, so they're pretty similar. So we have three different votes, and we We can can split it three ways if we want to. Um, So I think it's actually, there's a vote for each congressional district. There are five total electoral votes. One for each congressional district, and two that go to winner take all. Oh, right. So, okay, you are right. You're right. That's why they call CD2 the blue dot, because that one electoral vote went to Barack Obama in um, 2012. Yeah, and this is, and it's the wrong, it's the I wrong think. way to move to say because 48 states do it a terrible way, the other two should do it that way too. Right. Imagine if California could split up all their electoral votes and candidates 
couldn't just count on a single state with a lot of votes going one way or the other. And they actually had to really work hard to sway voters at a more local level to vote for them. Imagine how, what a moderating impact that would be. Imagine they would, you know, there's just no way, for example, we'd have the current president that we have. Um, the Electoral College is inherently undemocratic. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened in 2016, right? We The electoral thing's already kind of a problem, and let's not make it a bigger problem um, by not allowing us to split those votes. Right. And, you know, to go back to what I was originally talking about with the redistricting that will happen, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to know in 2008 when Omaha sent their blue vote to Barack Obama, immediately in 2010... The GOP focused on that, and they made sure they had enough people in the legislature that they changed the districting so that it would be so much harder for Omaha to ever do that again. And Wasn't it parts of Papillion that were moved out into rural? So so parts of Papillion that have typically more money and a higher Republican voter registration were moved into um, CD2 with Douglas County. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and fundamentally, if you look at the results from this past election, you know, 40% of people in Nebraska voted one way, 60% voted another, and all of our representatives in Washington um, are from the same political party. Yeah, that we only got have... 60% of the vote, which means there's 40% of our state that doesn't really have a voice. Those are we the should have that approximately voting, but... a third. Right. We should have a third if that's how we should... we're voting. Right. Yeah. So if you want districts that reflect that, you have to be... Setting yourself up to yep. be a candidate in and, 2020. And the other thing to remember is that with the population, um, the way the populations have been going, Nebraska might end up with two congressional districts anyway. So, and that would be a huge loss. Hmm. Yeah. So the other things that we are going to be watching for is, you know, you talked about adding guns into schools, of course. That, And then we will always see, I think last year we saw Oh, gosh, I'd have to look it up the exact number, but it was around 20 different ways they wanted to deregulate guns uh, in Nebraska, and including the most important one, which is firearm preemption, and where they want to say, if any local community wants to do something about the epidemic of gun violence, like, for example, tell people in your community to lock up their guns, they want to strip that from us at the state level. Uh, from even being able to do it. So we'll be watching for that. Environmental regulations. Senator Brewer. He, who he is goes, funded by big oil. Funded by big oil. Which is, is always, important. Always on. Follow these people's Facebook. You'll mm-hmm. get to know them. It's crazy. He's always posting about how terrible wind turbines mm-hmm. are. Ooh. Wind turbines. And you know what? Here's what I'll say about Brewer. I was commenting on I can't remember what his turducken home is that what you were commenting on (laughs) I was not commenting on the his home inside of a windowless (laughs) shed where he doesn't actually live his wood cabin yeah he lives outside of Lincoln (laughs) right he does not shoots his his guns off all hours of the day I do not believe there is a wood cabin inside of a shed and that is his residence I do not I've never seen photographic proof right well so I was talking on his Facebook page and I thought we were engaging with the senator and we were having an interesting conversation. And then the person posting referred to the senator in the third person. Mm. And so it became very clear 
that it was a staffer speaking in the voice of the senator. To so his constituents now, with his official page. Right. So now I I don't understand. Like, I know if I look at an airline, for example, and somebody posts something and it's from customers and more, they put their initials at the end. So you know that it wasn't the brand. It was somebody who works for the brand. Mm-hmm. And then things that come directly from the brand don't aren't initialed. So they're fully endorsed. Um, I don't, so now I don't know things that Brewer posts. I think, is it coming from his staffer mm-hmm. or is it coming from him? And I think he should be really honest with the public about his public statements. If he wrote them, if he is speaking, when people think they're talking to him, mm-hmm. are they? Well, we want to know that about all of our representatives, quite honestly. Yeah. yeah. But he's the one I caught, so I definitely want to know about yes. him. Some other things that we expect to see, um, there's always um, a push for um, – there's always concerns of funding for schools, and especially the way that's tied up with property taxes right now. Yep. Um, we know there needs to be some reform there, but um, Nebraska has amazing schools. Mm-hmm. We really do. Like when you see like large scale documentaries about these failing schools and stuff, they're largely centered in enormous places on the East Coast and West Coast and things. And Nebraska has strong yep. schools. Yep, and uh, statewide. That's the only thing that. Uh, Senator Deb Fisher and I have ever agreed on (laughs) is at the LIBA event when she was speaking and she made a comment about how wonderful Nebraska school systems was and or are and there were three of us that clapped and And our schools are always working to improve Mm -hmm. do not get me wrong Um, but between a push for charter schools and funding issues we have to be very careful to make sure vigilant exactly to make sure that we're keeping um our future <laughs> um together speaking of um education university is often on the chopping block mm-hmm. um and not just funding um but also the whole fake there's no freedom of expression on the university campus i am very worried about academic freedom and you know for people who don't know what academic freedom means i'll give you a lay person's definition as I understand it. And, you know, I'll let the, I'll let the academics reach out to me and let me know if I got this wrong. Uh-huh. But, you know, basically what we want as a public is we want academics really being rigorous and going where, going where their studies take them. So if they come in with a preconceived notion or they come in with, you know, the governor wants them to come up with some sort of conclusion on something, right, they should be free to research and then have things peer reviewed and even if what comes out is unpopular then it's okay that it's okay because what we are seeking in our universities is rigorous debate extreme truth and that's the kind of thing that we're looking for all right let's talk about what would we like to see in the legislature i mean this is interesting I mean, here's what I think the Democrats are going to bring. I think they're going to bring legalizing pot, either for medical, total pot use, some some sort of ray on and, there. And and the they've done surveys of people, and it's huge numbers in Nebraska. It's really popular. Favorite, yeah. It's for agriculture. Yeah. It's an economic. It's a health issue. Yeah. yeah it's been a criminalization story. issue. Um, 
you know, and I, I want I want to be sure that as we're pushing to legalize pot, we're also pushing to go backwards and expunge records. Yep. Yep. So and we need to do that also. That's um, kind of tied up. I'd like to see some work on prison reform and what's happening reform. with the prison system in Nebraska yep. is insane. So I think from Anna Wishard is going to be working on pot or is she, you know, that has been her uh, flag that she's carried. I think we'll see Kate Bowles be really aggressive. She's termed out after this session. So I think mm-hmm. she's going to be really aggressive fighting for prison reform. Um I hope we're going to see some real movement to get back what we lost last year with women's health. Yep. I really want to see some fight uh, to, to fund, fully fund women across the state to get whatever kind of health care that they are entitled to. Which is all health care. Which is all health care. <laughs> They're just not getting it. No. We don't need to piecemeal it out. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh. All means all. <laughs> That's right. Um, workplace equality, I want to see that. You know, I it is just, it is embarrassing that we can't attract top talent to this state when they're worried they could be fired over who they are or who they love. Yep. So that they've got to, they've got to do something about that. Um, voting rights. Mm. We know that we know the GOP ah. is going to come and swing on voting rights. Mm-hmm. We know We're that. Sorry, Spencer Danner didn't. <laughs> We, that would have helped. Bob Evanen is going to solidly, that is his mission, is to yeah. make sure that the 2020 election is not fair and that his political party wins above everyone else so that they can gerrymander, so that they can do what they want to do to undermine the will of the state. I'm so going to see Democrats fighting tooth and nail against these things in yeah. the state legislature. Well, we need to fight for voting rights. We need to make election day a national holiday. We need to make it easier and easier and easier to vote. We need to say, you know what, when you graduate a Nebraska high school, you are automatically registered to vote unless you opt out. When you enroll in a Nebraska public university, you are automatically Register mm-hmm. to vote where you will live. They have all you your have information. To... Yeah. If the DMV can do it. Right. We you... can let a university system have. I want to see <laughs> at every college campus be a polling place Ooh. across Why the not? state. Why not? You live there. Why not? Most of us. They are public institutions and right. they mm-hmm. should be serving the public right. and that should be happening. So Speaking I want to see people fighting for that. making voting easier. So hopefully you listeners are listening all over the, all over the state, right? Here in Lincoln, we had three schools that had um, parent-teacher conferences scheduled on election night, which means teachers were working from 8 a.m. to as late as 7 o'clock at night, and parents are expected to work their job all day and then Mm -hmm. go to Mm parent-teacher conferences at night. And um, And process what the teacher told them. Yeah, and Find then care for their kids, and then go vote somehow. And Nebraska law says that you, if your workday extends through um, the polling hours and doesn't leave you a two-hour window to vote, that you have to be given a two-hour window to vote, mm-hmm. and your employer has to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And you have to notify them, but you can notify them day of. That's the kind of stuff the legislature can do. They can and, make those laws better. And you need to know that law. And 
is that happening in your community? Are there people in your community that are being disenfranchised of their vote because of um, things like parent-teacher conferences or because employers aren't following the law? Mm-hmm. Call it out. Call it out. The other thing I'm excited about that I think we're going to see some real fight is I think we're going to see some real fight in gun control. I know we've had a couple different senators, um, Pansy Brooks, Morfeld, they've been working with the March for Our Lives. The kids who put four marches across the state, Mm -hmm. um, at least four, there might have been ones that I didn't even know about, um, but I know there were at least four, and those teenagers, they want better. They want people to lock up their guns. They want to feel safe at school. They want to grow up without being afraid all the time. And they deserve it. So I'm excited to see what kind of legislation is pushed forward. And, um, you know, so we'll go from there. And then, you know, on the final thing, I know that Carol Blood, she is going to work on veterans health care. So we know we need women's health care, health care for low income and health care for our veterans. All three communities are um, really suffering from pretty cruddy healthcare policy in this state. So um, I'm hoping all of those stakeholders work together because if we all move up together, we'll all have better healthcare. Right? Absolutely. So that's a place where, um, you know, poverty, women, veterans, they all intersect. I hope that there's also some legislation brought forward that can somehow help um, infrastructures crumbling across mm-hmm. parts of Western Nebraska. Yeah. Um, they're being hit particularly hard by a lot of the tariffs and things coming from yeah. Washington and um, you know, while I was driving, I saw more family farms for sale, which I half wonder if this has been Pete's plan the whole time is to bankrupt small farmers so that his corporate cronies can buy them out. I'm sure that's um, his plan. But that's the fabric of... Well, Pete's a farmer, don't you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> when he donated, I'm sorry for the aside, but you need to know, when he donated to Steve King's campaign, the... Basically white nationalist racist mm-hmm. jerk in Iowa. Uh, he listed his occupation as farmer. He's a fascist farmer? While work... <laughs> or is he farming fascism? I don't know. I am assuming people with money own land. That does not make your primary occupation a farmer. <laughs> no, it does not. He was not governor at that point. Yeah, you're an astronaut. I'm a space cadet. Does yeah. that count? <laughs> Yes, it counts. <laughs> All political forms. Anyway. Any final thoughts about the legislature before we wrap up? Well, I feel less apprehensive than I did in 2016. We picked up some seats and some of the worst stuff that comes up every year, I don't think it's going to be as contentious as it was in 2016. I think I think they're going to work together. The GOP does not have the clear majority or the governor mandate that they had. And I think while it will be tough to get anything good done, I think it will be easier to stop what's terrible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we uh, pay attention. Pay attention. We're all tired. We're getting kind of exhausted from the year and a half at the very least that some of us have been more involved. Um, But you got to pay attention and be in contact with your state senator. When they get tons of emails, these are smaller offices than mm-hmm. they sound like there's fewer people and they're like less experience when they get a bunch of emails they're listening and phone calls and they're listening so pay attention um if you want to contact us you know we're on facebook as seeing red 
Um, our email is seeingredne at protonmail.com. Our Twitter handle, you can follow us there, is uh, also seeingredne. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for being with us tonight. Thanks for talking about politics, and we will see you in the new year. Stay vigilant. Thank <laughs> you.